Bing, bang, boom. It's a Friday night. Uh, this is four-time Stanley Cup champion Darren McCarty ready to get into this. Friday, May 14th already. As I look behind me out of the copper top of the Fisher building, it is finally the May in Detroit that you like. The weather's getting nice. The light's out a little bit longer. The golf game uh, is about time to... Uh, not peak, but get going if you're like me. I uh, look forward to it, and I look forward to uh, playing in a, uh, an event tomorrow and stuff like this. But tonight, we got a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the Pistons, uh, they're finished for the year. Congratulations to their coach, Dwayne Casey, for his contract extension. I think that Troy Weaver all along had said a lot of things about how he's brought this team and developed, and we can all agree how hard they've played. Uh, moving on to the Red Wings, well, obviously, no news is probably good news, in my opinion, for Jeff Blaschel. I don't think he's going to be going anywhere. We'll talk a little bit later in the second segment with our guest, Kevin Allen, longtime writer extraordinaire, uh, used to be for the USA Today, um, and an extraordinaire extraordinary author uh, and I just say that because I'm biased because he wrote my book My Last Fight True Story of a Hockey Rockstar and he's one of the secrets Brandon Blake staring at me as always here behind the glass yeah, he's the seeker of it uh, no Eric Dorch tonight uh, we'll touch on that later on um, hopefully he's uh, doing well Jason appreciate you they tried to see I was on remote last week they tried to uh bomb my computer and stuff like this but we survived and as always joined by my partner in crime on these friday night shamba legion shawnee b how are you sir mac love it weather was perfect today i mean really it's it's supposed to be like that uh tomorrow you just heard you know uh bishop or from uh channel four say ben bishop i, I got hockey on my mind oh uh, why wouldn't no, you bro just... save it for the second segment bro we're gonna get into it with kevin <laughs> i know relax no, i know hey I, and you it, know it, what sean on yeah. the Darren McCarty show, Friday nights between 7 and 8, if you want to talk hockey the whole hour, you can. Because my name's at the top. <laughs> so I'm just saying, don't let anybody tell you you can't talk hockey on this show. So if you need to save all your hockey because you can't do it anywhere else, you can do it here. So we will talk hockey. I think it's the greatest time of year coming up with Kevin Allen. Playoff hockey. We'll get into it. I'm I'm interested because your Montreal Canadiens are playing the Leafs, but uh I wanted to start off with this, Sean, as a night, and I I was listening to you earlier today, but you said that uh, your son Jack was home visiting, and you and uh, yep. Jack went to the ball game. Um, yep. I'm not so much interested on how the old old Jack pulled the old dad Aruski with the uh, you know walking away with more money than he came home with. That's just a good kid. Weasel. He's learning something in Chicago, which I hope he got Weasel. back safe. But how was it at the ball game and? With everything, like, I want to touch on, the, it seems like the state's starting to open up slowly but surely with the governor coming out today. Was, I don't know if anybody else noticed this. And, and is that the first time, I know she was at her house or whatever without a mask on and stuff like this. And without getting into, because we're, we are, I paid your fine, by the way. I put five bucks Thank in that you. swear jar because you went off earlier, <laughs> but you were point on. Right, you were pointing on about accountability Thank and you. stuff like this, and the hard, hard thing is, is that okay? If you tell me this, but then you don't, you and your family and everybody else, you don't act the same way. It's the old parents do as I say, um, not as I do, and that's the, the, the way you allocated that today was was brilliant. But how was the ball game? How was being outside? How was everything? Uh, spending time with your son. 
loved it. Mac, you know, for years, I think you know this, we had season tickets and, um, you know, when he went to school in Chicago, he's at DePaul, you know, I, I, I didn't get the tickets. And so we haven't been to a game. We, we figured we hadn't been to a game in almost two full years. We had seen, wow. I went and visited him and we saw a Cubs game and, and maybe in April of that year, uh, 2019, we saw the Tigers, um, when, when he happened to be home. Um, so we went down there, Mac, it's strange. It, it's, it's, it's quiet. You know, I, I don't have any problem with the COVID precautions and, and wearing the mask and, and doing the little tests and stuff like that. But being in the stands and, and having, you know, the social distancing and things like that, it, it was just eerily silent. It, it, it really was. And, you know, we're hearing rumors. I don't know if it's official, but we're hearing rumors that they might kick it up to twenty or 25,000 uh, uh, in attendance. By the time uh, June starts, I hope so, because it, it was strange being down there. Um, but, Darren, to be able to buy your boy a beer at the game, oh. um, that that's a rite of passage I think every father needs to take. I really do. To be able to buy him a beer and sit and have a beer with him, you know, before it got too cold, uh, it was awesome. It, it was great. And the Tigers won four straight, so – um, good time. I, I don't care how well they're doing. There's something about going to the park that's just right. Yeah, no, it is. And touch on that, the rite of passage, right? Because that's one of the things over the past year and a half of not going to public events or anything, you know, for, for the stadiums and finding out that slowly but surely they're opening up. But do you remember when you first had a beer? Was it Tiger Stadium at a ball game with your dad? Or Yep, yeah, yep. And that's exactly what you it was. Do you remember uh, who they were playing? They're playing the Jays, actually. I, I, rem- I remember it plain as day, and uh, it, it was fun. It was, you know, my dad wasn't a drinker, but I, we were at the game, and, and he kind of gave me the look, and he goes, all right, Hero, if you want to go get a beer, go get a beer. And and it was great. And and so I was sitting there drinking a beer, and he was just shaking his head at me, and he was like, you don't know how badly I want to yell at you right now, but I can't because it's legal and everything. So we had fi- fun with it. But, no, I, I totally remember it. And so uh, – you know, with my father just passing away recently, I told that story to my son. I said, you know, now the difference is, you know, we're going to have a beer together. So we had a, a Coors Light, and then uh, he had another one, and it, it just awesome. And, and, you know, just he and I, um, it, it was, it's honestly, it's a beautiful thing. Well, it's just something that you enjoy definitely this time of year, and especially you made a great point is that not being able to go out there and some of the things you just sort of miss is just little things like that. But one of the things that you and I aren't going to miss is starting tomorrow, and that is the NHL playoffs. The Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals will kick it off this weekend because of scheduling constraints and COVID and everything, Vancouver had to finish their schedule off, but uh, the teams are set, the matchups are set. Uh, I'm excited and looking at this, and we're going to delve into this after uh, we go to a break, but before that, delving into this, Sean, there are some great first-round matchups. Uh, I'm going to definitely ask you because I'm going to ask Kevin, Kevin Allen, and, and I encourage anybody out there, please, especially if you are from my motherland across the border and you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, please call in 800-8590-WJR and tell me why this is the Leafs year. 
All right, I'd love to help you out, but you got to get through Sean's Montreal Canadiens first. Anyways, we're going to touch on hockey, hockey, hockey. Yes, playoff time is here. I haven't been this excited since about 10 minutes ago. Anyways, you're uh, listening to Darren McCarty's show here on a Friday night, AM 760, WJR. Well, you know, if I'm going to bring you the Dean when we talk uh, Lions football, that's Michael Hare who's been around uh, here since I was five years old reading his columns in 77. Well, this gentleman is not quite as old as Mr. As Mr. O'Hara, but he is definitely, you might have caught his writings back in the day in the USA Today. Or maybe you've read uh, Darren McCarty's book, My Last Fight, True Story of a Hockey Rockstar. Well, this is a man with all the secrets, uh, somebody that I've uh, come to know as a very close confidant and friend, um, somebody that I trust for his perspective on hockey. So, Mr. Kevin Allen, thanks for joining me here tonight on the Darren McCarty Show. Darren, always a pleasure to be involved so, with you. So first things first, Kevin, um, taking sort of a uh, panoramic view of this Red Wings team and what Steve Eisman's done in his first two years, uh, what does it look like for you from your perspective? Well, I, I'm very bullish on what uh, Steve has done, and I think that he has stuck to his plan. Um, he's a guy that um, uh, keeps his plan to himself, but I think we all know that um, you know, he, he built that team that won the Stanley Cup in Tampa. He builds through the draft, uh, and he has, uh, you know, according to TSN.ca, uh, two of the top three prospects in the game today of, of players who aren't already in the NHL. Um, I think he's got a decent collection of younger uh, players. He's made some slick uh, trades. Fabre bringing him in from uh, St. Louis was a, was a key trade. Uh, uh, bringing in Mark Stahl, uh, who helped the team be a little comp- more competitive this year, which I think is needed. You can't allow younger players, you know, to keep uh, losing. But the big trade he made, and I, I think people are still talking about it, was trading Anthony Mantha, who, hey, let's face it, he might score 35 or 40 goals uh, uh, in another uh, in, in, in other seasons. But he got back Jacob Verana, who's just as capable. Uh, scoring that many goals, and he got a first and a second round pick. So, you know, I think it's still going to take time uh, with the Red Wings, but I think everyone who watches that team has faith that Eisenman knows what he's doing. He's got the team headed in the right direction. Um, and uh, it's hard to uh, doubt uh, that this team is going to, at some point, uh, become a contender. Kevin, it's it's so interesting to to hear fans, you know, want more right now, and I get that, but you know, something I'm very fond of saying, if you listen to what a general manager is telling you, you'll get the answer. It might not be the answer that you're looking for, but you're going to get the answer anyway. He sat up there two years ago, April 19th, 2019, and said, guys, let's be patient. It's going to take some time. And if you look at, you know, how other teams built, I, I say look no for, further than Darren McCarty's second favorite team in the league, the Colorado Avalanche, and they bit the bullet. They built the right way, and you know now now they've got something with with some staying power and all that. Yeah, I mean Colorado was was certainly uh, even at the start of this season, uh, people were uh, um, saying that they were the favorite to win the cup. And if you look at you know, I remember distinctly um, when uh, Joe Sackick had a Steve Duchesne problem uh, out there, and he was trying to decide. Uh, 
you know, what to deal with it. And so many people said he was waiting uh, too long to make the deal and so forth. But, you know, he waited uh, what what turned out to be the right amount of time. And he's, uh, you know, that that trade helped uh, um, create, uh, you know, some of the talent base that he has today. And obviously Nathan McKinnon, he's got a young uh, superstar. He's not young anymore, but he's a superstar. And, uh, you know, that team uh, uh, certainly will be in contention, although they're in a really tough division. Like, I, I don't oh. think we're giving enough det- uh, attention to the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, you know, they have all the ingredients there. You know, starting with the goaltending with two goalies, Mark andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, and, you know, getting Alex Petrangelo, the number one free agent in the offseason, really stabilize their their defense and you know their offense has been good almost from the beginning of the of the franchise so i i, I think it really is going to come down to quite a battle um you know presuming everybody gets by their early uh first round matches uh you know to, to just to get out of that division that you know you you could make the case that the, you know those those two teams colorado and vegas are are really the top two teams in the league. I, I'm not sure that I agree with that, but I, I think you can make a, a case for that. Well, it'd be easy to say uh, two of the top three for sure. I'm going to change yeah. uh, focus to the Canadian division, and it's a little bit weird this year, obviously, because of COVID and the way that they've had to readjust um, the divisions and things. But you have the Leafs. I want to hear two things, Kevin. Why is this the Leafs year, and if not, will it be the Oilers that make that next step? Well, um, I think it should be the Leafs year. Uh, you know, I, I do sense that there's uh, that uh, the culture has started to change there. Like, I had a sense this season when I watched them play, but, you know, and you hit the nail on the head when you just said it's been a kind of a strange season. Like, you know, you're only playing the teams in your division, so we don't really know how Toronto measures up to Tampa Bay or Colorado or Vegas, but I have, uh, and I'm sure you have to uh, watch that team and thought, you know, they are playing a little differently. There is a greater emphasis on defense. Uh, there's been a number of personnel changes there that have, uh, um, you know, sort of changed their outlook, but now they've got a different problem and that is goaltending. Uh, you know, Anderson got hurt. Um, you know, it seemed like uh, it, it took him too long to um, come back and re- rehabilitate. Now Campbell's there, and a lot of people think he'll be the starting goalie. Or, um, and, uh, you know, I don't know if there's a lot of trust uh, in the in Leaf Nation for where the goaltending is right now. I think everyone wished that everybody was healthy and it would be a little different situation. But, you know, their offense is unbelievable. Austin Matthews. Um, has lived up and has been the player that uh, they'd hoped he was going to be. Um, you know, uh, he's certainly among the top centers in the game today, and uh, uh, he's big and he's strong. And he's, I think he, you know, he didn't really utilize his size when he first got into the league, which is understandable. You know, you need some experience to understand um, how to, to be effective in that regard. But I think he's uh, become a much uh, a more well-rounded player um, and you know he's still scoring the goals and and when you can do that you know suddenly uh, uh, good things happen so you know I see that team coming out um, of that division I you know I, I think from the league perspective there are a lot of folks that would love to see Connor McDavid get a crack at 
at going far in the playoffs because, you know, he's the league's most by far entertaining player. Like uh, it was so much fun to, to, to watch him try to get a hundred points in this 56 game schedule. You know, it kind of reminded me of, you know, the old days when, you know, pre-internet, when we used to get our newspapers every morning to see how many points uh, Gretzky or Lemieux had when that was going on. That, you know, it's a different number that they're going for because the game has changed dramatically, but it was still fun to, you know, at, at night, if you weren't watching what they were doing, to, you know, go on the internet and see, well, what did uh, McDavid do tonight? Sorry, Kev. Um, then if we go to, uh, like, if you're looking around, that's the young division there, right? So the, the Canadian yeah. division's sort of like up for God. Then you go to the, I don't know, the old Adams, the Atlantic, or whatever. You got the Pens, the Bruin, the Pens playing yeah. the Isles which the Isles coming out party, but then you got the, I'm looking at the playoff schedule and the Bruins and Capitals, which start this weekend. That's sort of like the old guard. And as I look at those two teams, it's sort of like this could be as we've seen, and I'm not saying in dynasties, but in teams that are together, sort of one of the last sort of runs as we can see. What do you see? Do you see any of these teams doing something special or is it the Isles are built to finally make you know make their way out after the last few playoffs years that they've made some noise. Well, I I would name this division the coin flip division because there's a lot yeah. of sameness, and I don't mean that as a negative. I, I just think these four teams are all capable of winning that division. Um, and uh, you know, the, my concerns about Washington is you know, uh, Ovi said you know I'm fine, I, I'm healthy, but but is he really? When I mean, we really don't. Um, you know what he's going to be like. He he missed some games. It was clearly an injury that was significant enough to keep him out of the lineup. I don't think they were resting him that long. So we got to wait and see where that is. And you know, if I'm Washington, I'm very concerned about the fact that uh, the Bruins got healthier and healthier. Uh, second, they have a culture of uh, good uh, defensive style, playoff style hockey. Um, you know, they have Tuka Rask, who's a, a veteran goalie who knows how to get it done. And they got two great, you know, scoring lines. And you know, when you mentioned before, too, about, um, you know, we're kind of in the last vestiges. Like, Krejci might be gone through free agents this season. Who knows whether they can keep Taylor Hall. So, you know, you take Krejci out and uh, Patrice Bergeron, who's still, a, you know, an elite player. And, and uh, even though everybody knows he's an elite player, he's still underrated. Like, he's such a strong, strong player. <laughs> and Marshan, those guys are getting older. So, you know, you, they got to try to win it now. And who knows whether Tuka Rask is going to play much longer. He seems to, um, you know, have hinted a few times that he may retire early. So I see them, uh, you know, going at it. And they have a, a strong uh, defensive history that, that, that seems self-fulfilling every year, regardless of the uh, personnel. And, uh, you know, Washington hasn't been able to recapture the magic that they had when they won the cup. Um, they're still a good team. Uh, but that division to me, uh, the Islanders, I thought, you know, they're the team that is sort of built for the playoffs because they know how to play, you know, those two goal, uh, to, you know, play a two to one game or a three, two game, but they just didn't play well down the stretch and they have so much difficulty scoring a goal. I mean, it's just almost hard to watch how hard it is for them to, to get a goal and they lost to Anders Lee at uh, one point and that just set them back. And, um, you know, I, I know they, 
um, thought that they solved their problem when they got Palmieri from uh, New Jersey. But I, I didn't see them playing like an elite team down the stretch. And so I, I don't know where they're going to be at. I, I know from what covering the league for a long time that you can play poorly at the end of the year and still make a long run. But, uh, boy, it just didn't seem like the Islanders were ready. And I, I think the Pittsburgh Penguins, you can make a case that they're a surprise team. Everybody all season kept waiting for them to collapse. Well, Crosby's old, Malkin's old. You know, look at their personnel. They don't have as many elite players. You know, I don't like their goaltending. Jimmy Rutherford left. I mean, everybody had lots of reasons why. Uh, well, you know, the Penguins are the Penguins, and they go big or they go home. They went big. They got Jeff Carter, and uh, you know, they they didn't fade. They didn't fold. Uh, Crosby, you got to give him a lot of credit. Mike Sullivan does credit for sort of bringing this team together, but I give Crosby a lot of credit too. Just such a consistent superstar every night he's out there doing his thing getting it done doing what needs to be done he does a little more when Malkin's not in the lineup you know always count on him um so I you know the Penguins could emerge uh, they they could get one more kick at that can too I I think they are in a better position to get one final kick maybe than say Washington with uh Obie, you know perhaps banged up Kevin, one quick thing, if I may. Um, I, I love the divisional play. I'm a traditionalist. Why don't we just call it, oh, I don't know, the Norris, Adams, Smythe, and Patrick division this year. Uh, for, for Just just off the top of my head. Is there a chance yeah. this sticks around, or, or might we might we go right back to one versus eight next year? Uh, I, I'm fearful that's what we're going to do. Um yeah, and, uh, you know, there are some problems with it. Uh, you know, if it, you're in Canada, you it, you know, if you were playing an all-Canadian division, and I loved that this season. I thought it was highly entertaining and a lot of fun. But that means that only four Canadian teams are going to get in every year. Um, and yeah. I don't think, even though, you know, that the uh, permutations say that would probably happen anyway, you always want the hope that you could get, you know, a bunch in there. And uh, because of that, um, I'm just not sure that, you know, that the NHL would embrace that. I, I think one thing that could stick around is, uh, you know, the multiple game series. Um, I personally really like those. Now, you know, it wouldn't be the same anyway because you're not going to play that many games against teams. But, you know, in the in the in some division teams, you could just have a two-game series, uh, you know, in in one city and two back in the other later on. Um, so, and I, I like that. I, I think it builds up hostilities and, uh, teams get to kind of know each other. And instead of waiting a month, to, uh, to exact some revenge, you can do it two nights later. Um, so I, I, I kind of like that. I, I think it, it works well in baseball and I don't think everyone, anyone ever considered that it would work in hockey, but I thought it worked this season. Agreed. Hey, Kev, real quick. Uh, you've written, I mentioned my, uh, my last fight. True story of a hockey rock star, obviously made in America. Chris Chelios, Jeremy Roenick, uh, Mike Doc Emmerich, uh, uh, different books. What are you working on now? Are you? Do you got any that are you're working on yeah. right now? Well, I am. I'm. I'm working on Bernie Nichols' book. Um, everyone remembers Bernie. He played uh, yeah. with the Kings and with Gretzky and the Pumper one of eight players. The Pumper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and he was one of the, and when I tell people this, their son, he's one of only eight players to score 150 points uh, uh, in a in a season. So uh, I'm working a lot on uh, his book, and then I'm also doing uh, Willie Horton's book, the Detroit Tigers uh, 
um, player, and we're kind of updating it. And Willie's talking a lot about um, some of the, you know, the black players that he played uh, with and against. Uh, you know, for example, people don't uh, often talk about Jake Wood, but he was, uh, you know, you know, played for the Tigers and is really should be considered one of the pioneers. He was the first black player that came all the way through the, the Detroit Tigers uh, organization. So that both the those books uh, should be out this uh, the fall. Outstanding. Awesome as always. Uh, Kevin Allen, uh, appreciate you, bud. And uh, we'll be working on that number two here uh, soon. Thanks for. Uh, I'm all... counting on it, Darren. I'm I know I know you are. There's nobody, but like I said, <laughs> nobody can make me sound more like me than you. So I, I appreciate <laughs> I that, that. That is always. And we will uh, look forward to talking to you next time. That's Kevin Allen. Uh, when we come back here, uh, we're going to do our picks. Uh, hopefully. Uh, I haven't heard uh, I haven't heard any inklings from uh, Alpha Positive, uh, so maybe we'll hear from Greg and uh, we will come back. Uh, we got to go through also questions about the Lions schedule. Anyways, thanks for joining us here. We're running a little late, uh, Darren McCarty. Oh, thanks to our guest Kevin Allen for some great insight into some of the hockey works and and what he wanted. But it wouldn't be a Friday night here on the Darren McCarty Show if we didn't hear. From this guy, Greg from Shelby, Mr. Positive, how are you on this Friday, May 14th, sir? Warriors, you are special, but you have to know the world will only see the you that you will show. Hit me, D-Mac, I'm feeling fantastic, Shawnee B, that was a great interview. The evolution of hockey, oh, fantastic interview, D-Mac and Shawnee B. Love you. I appreciate it, Greg. But And you know what I even appreciate more is that I heard you called in to find out what happened to Dorch, um, to see that he was on uh, the report that he's on production duties. I sent him off for this couple weeks. He's off Very doing good. some big J journalism. So he'll I love be back, it. but next week, make sure you call in. And, you uh, betcha, we'll, we'll my friend. talk to him about exactly what he was doing and your concern, all right? You betcha. All Thank right. you, you D-Mac. Have a great weekend, brother. Oh, my God. Bingo, bango. Love it, as always. Thank you, Greg. Um, Shawnee, back to these playoffs. Um, yes. Yes. Oh, brilliant. Nice done. Nice brilliant, done. Jay. Actually, uh, no, actually, Eric won't be back. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> Play better. Um, anyways, yeah, real shame. Real shame. Uh, real shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, all right, wow. you two clowns in, in the booth there are the production team. Sean, you have your own team. I have my own team. Let right. I'm, We're going to make it simple. Uh, I'll start with the production team. Uh, Bruins or Caps? I still like the Caps. I, I, I do. I, I, I like the Caps. I, I agree with what Kevin said. You know, the, the, the Bruins, everything kind of came together at the right time, but I think the Caps really came together after that Ranger thing. Uh, Mac, you've been there. I'm not going to compare it to March 26. There's no comparison. But I, I think those kind of moments bring the team together, and, and, and I think that's going to carry the Caps through. What do you guys got? 
I like the Bruins. I like their depth a lot. So I like the Bruins too. Um, I think this is uh, Kevin mentioned it. Tuka Rass, the goaltender, great name, but uh, he wasn't there for the last run, and he's got something to prove. But I think Big Zdeno Chara might have something to say about it. So Sean, you could be right, and you know what? It's momentum and stuff like that. So they need to stay healthy. And to what Kevin said, if the Capitals, if Ovechkin is hurt more than they're letting on to, so health's a big issue there. Um, how about the uh, Canes and the Preds? That one should scare any Kaniac. It really should because the Preds, I think there are two four seeds, Mac. They're going to be tough outs based on the way that they played down the stretch. The Blues kind of looked like the Blues that won the Stanley Cup a couple years down the stretch, and the Avs got them in the, in the first round. This one's going to be tough for the Canes, but Carolina's played so well all year. I'll take Carolina. I got Carolina, too. What say you? And don't get the Caniacs uh, mixed up with the Cocaniacs. They're different, all right? so <laughs> Different crowd. Different crowd. I got the Canes, too. I think that this team is one of the toughest to play. Even though the Red Wings played them hard this year, it's that style. But how much do you trust Peter Morazic, right? So, yep. well, you know, we'll see. What about, uh, what about the booth? We'll take the Canes as well. Ooh, triple, triple Cane, triple Cane. All right. Panthers Lightning, I believe, gentlemen, this should be an exciting series. And I think it's going to go deep. I got to give the Lightning just the edge because I think this is the learning process that Florida needs, that next level of learning. But I think that the what – the Lightning did winning last year, but going through the playoffs, facing the adversity. Because you got to remember, they bounced back from getting embarrassed in the first round after doing the President's Cup. Sort of, I have that experience. And you know what? I got four cups from it. So they got one so far. So maybe else. What say you, Sean? I love this Panther team, but a big not yet. I, I And especially against this team, this Lightning team. I'd like them against pretty much anybody else, but, you know, this this Lightning team has that medal. Mac, we talked about it a year ago. Uh, they, they they used their disappointment. They channeled it. They, they fought through that first series against Columbus, and, you know, they finally realized their destiny. I love Jonathan Huberto. I think, you know, again, talking about underrated players, guy is a flat-out stud, but a big not yet for the Panthers. Isn't Nikita Kucherov coming back for the playoffs too? Absolutely. Yes, he is. He's, he's pretty yes, good he at hockey, so I think I'll go with them. Okay. You you know what? I'm you know what? You just you twinkle in my eye. That's a tear a little bit. I'm proud of you, B. I'm proud of you. You've been listening to your uncles, D and Sean. Uh, how about Shawty B? Isles Pens. You know, uh, I want to scream the Islanders only because it's the the specter. Of, of Barry Trotz looming, and, and he's so respected around the league, and players love him and everything. Uh, but I, I would be saying that based on past success as opposed to, I think this team is boring as sin. I really do. I, I just don't think that they're going to get the big goal, and I'll, I'll take the pens because of it. Well, that's the whole thing. I'm going to go pens here too, but this Penguins team, doesn't it remind you of the 2008 wings team you know like the sort of older veteran just sort of like they're gonna sit back if they get a healthy malk and healthy crosby you know stuff like this they just know how to do it it's all down to matt murray and goaltending and stuff what about you guys in there um yeah for watchability i'm gonna hope that the penguins win 
just because they're more fun to watch no, than the Islanders. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right, so we're pretty, pretty for those four, we're pretty on base. We're going to take a break here. We come back, and we're going to pick the other four, and then uh, we're going to find out the most important thing of the weekend, what's on the grill. Anyways, thanks for joining <laughs> us here on this Friday night. Darren McCarty Show, AM 760 WJR. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday evening as we get ready to launch into what is supposed to be a beautiful weekend here in Michigan. I know we just have gone through, we're talking hockey here because even though the Red Wings aren't in the playoffs, this is the most exciting time of the year in my opinion. We went for, through the first uh, four and we, the first four, we all agreed on the Canes, the Lightning, the Pens. Sean has the Caps. Uh, Brandon Blake and I, uh, the, the production team, sorry, Jay, you get lumped in here to uh, have the Bruins. But I'm going to take it to an, this should be exciting, but the Avs and the Blues, and I'll let you, Sean, start us off. This is a dangerous series for Colorado. Dangerous, because, because dangerous. They re- it really is. You know, there's so many people, yours truly included, thought that, okay, last year was the step. This year is going to be the next step. Uh, they're playing a team that, that won it just a couple of years ago and played. I mean, the Blues look great down the stretch. Colorado has too much. I still think they've got the best line in the league. No disrespect to the perfection line in, in Boston. And, but I, I'm going to take the Avs in this one. Brandon? I am also going with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, that'll be a three-peat right there, too, just because you think it's their year. But we can agree with this. When you're a Stanley Cup champion, you will not go quietly. So that would be the Blues as of two years ago. So we all three agree on that one. The Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wilds. Brandon? Wild are a good team. I mean, they are sneaky good. They've been able to score this year. I, I just don't think that they've got enough defense to, to withstand the juggernaut that is the Golden Knights, so I'm going to take the Golden Knights. They, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know why I've never liked Vegas since they came to the league. So I'm just going to – because of the uh, expansion draft? I know. It I, it's, just, it's just the whole, like, corniness it's of their the fans gambling. and everything. You, what about Las Vegas, the football team, getting DJs and uh, bottle service? On, I'm like there that? for that. Let's so, go. So you're not <laughs> against the football team. What if the hockey team did that? You're not against the hockey team. You would put a – you would wear a jersey. Like, it's not a case like – you hate them to the fact that you wouldn't enjoy their entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah, no. It's just I don't know. It's just something about them. I've just never been like. You're just a trying fan. to sell me on why you're going to take Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota okay, just, just just to be were... a contrarian too. <laughs> well, no, know? no, just because I just I got to pick make... one upset. See, here. here's the whole thing. What I love about you, kid, is that you know when I said, well, if you have this, and you're like, well, then I'm be a fan. You know, Dorch would argue with me, argue with me on whatever out of principle, and there's no principle. Principle is that you can be bought just like me. Yes. I love it. Uh, I'm going to go Golden Knights also. Um, again, uh, they are out of any team, Sean, in this playoffs, and we don't get to see them that much because they're here. They are playoff built. Four lines, sixty, mm-hmm. and goaltending. And Kevin Allen mentioned yep. it in the second segment. They got two. Two ace goaltenders. It's sort of like... 
what we had in, in 08 with Dominic Hasek and Chris Osgood, and we saw how that turned out when Ozzy was ready to take the baton. And if he didn't against Nashville, we wouldn't got out of the first round. So yep. moving on, this is the one that I see as the scary one. Oilers and Jets, and for some reason, it must be that I drive down, I think, Mound, or I, what, I see Hellebuck's friggin' all the time. So Connor Hellebuck and the Winnipeg Jets, I think that they are going to give the Oilers everything they can handle, and it might be a little too much. And here's the thing. Sean, have you been to the Manitoba rink? Have you been to the Winnipeg Jets arena? No, ever? I ne- okay. nope, never never was. Nope. So here's, you know, when they talk about home ice advantage, and, and, and it's changed in the league, but if the, any building has home ice advantage, because they only have, and don't quote me, I'd have to look at the fan size, and not that there's any fans going to be there, but that could be a difference too because no fans in Canada, but they know how to play at home a little bit. It's a smaller facility because it was – only done for the AHL team. I haven't played NHL game there, but I played AHL game there. 18K. So it does have 18K, but yes. it just feels small. You know, it feels like a Western barn. So I got the Jets. You know what? You stole my thunder. Me too. And I know Edmonton Ooh. played so well down the stretch, and the Jets did not. But that well, was Bunker the Kenny's one. You know, th- there are upset There are upset warnings, and I mentioned a couple of them. I think this will be an upset. I really do. I like the Jets in that series. I'm sorry I misspoke. It's 15K, not 18K. See, that's what I was going to say. That's yes. a little much for My that, bad, my makes, bad. Makes more sense. Um, I am going to go with Edmonton just because Connor McDavid are. is fun to watch. Yep, and you know what? You don't get as many power plays. Now to the most interesting and exciting series, pitting Sean Belegian. Did you know that Sean, born in the Big Owl town, Livonia, Learned to speak French before he learned to speak English, right? Because the Montreal Canadian <laughs> fandom came out. I swear to God, he had a Montreal Canadian jersey. Not long Maurice after, Re- but yeah, not long the after. The sweater, yeah. the book, the sweater, right? The Maurice <laughs> Richard, that is Sean Belize. I have a copy of it. <laughs> uh, so do I. It, it's yeah. awesome. Anyways, Canadians in the Leafs, good old hockey night candy, even in 2021. Sheer brilliance. Sean, do your Canadians have enough to just well, ruin the hearts of everybody? Back. What's that? Galley's coming back, which is huge. Um, if Carey Price was coming back, I'd feel better. But Carey Thrice, unfortunately, is coming back. I call him Carey Thrice because it seems like he gives up at least three goals every night. Uh, Leafs are going to win this series. Um, maybe the Habs take a couple, but the Leafs are going to win this series. They are by far and away the best team in the North. Um, I mean, that that really helps out Toronto mm. this year. I think they win a couple playoff series because, I honestly, I just don't think much of the North, Mac. So I love it. I, I'll say Leafs in six. How's that? Dude, that's just so – before uh, Brandon does the producer's picks, um, dude, when you say North, that just brings me back to, like, 12 years old, 15 years old. Like, the, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for a Nordiques-Canadians brawl. Oh, what you got, bud? Yeah. I want Toronto Edmonton, so I'm going to oh, go with Toronto. Oh, he's trying you know, to will him. I'm sorry. I'm so- I know, Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you, but uh, Toronto. It's the way it is. Well, all right. So there we go. We're uh, we're just split on the Jets. We're pretty much, uh, pretty much all on point, which means that we're going to be wrong. But oh, uh, I'd love to hear Miserably. what you guys say and stuff like that. Um, before we get going, like I said, most important part of the weekend, it's going to be nice. You got any plans for the girl, bud? 
salmon and brisket burgers. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful Ooh, thing. Ooh, salmon and brisket burgers. Now, how do you, is there a special way that you uh, cook them or a marinade or something? Uh, the, the salmon, I'm going to smoke it, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Brisket burgers, just the good old-fashioned way on the Weber, my friend. Ooh, can't beat the Weber. You know why? Because it's named after one of the greatest bowlers of all time. <laughs> I know you. Who do you think you are? I am. That's Pete Weber. Anyways, guys, that's another Friday night. A lot of fun here at the Darren McCarty Show. I want to say thanks for joining us, Greg. Thanks for calling. Kevin Allen, thanks for being a guest. Thanks to all of you out there for listening. For Jason, for Brandon Blake, for the tardy to the party, Eric Dorch, for Shawnee B. I am Darren McCarty. I still have four cups, and I'm going to have a great weekend. See you, Dunham Hills, tomorrow night for humanity, for the humanity of Habitat for Humanity comedy show. Bye.